host, Martini Jean. This is where I discuss things from matters of the heart to the heart of the matter and share my perspective, even though our perspectives might not be shared. All right, what is going on? It has been a bit, but as you can see why, um, well, you can see why it has been a bit. Went down to uh, Florida and um, had to do some recon missions, as it were, and get uh, my peoples on my show. So thank you for, thank you, Ricardo, again, um, for being on the show, episode 88. Episode 89 with Stephen and Ayana. Thank you for that. Talking about their journey, about, you know, never, well, Stephen not wanting to get married and all that stuff. And also uh, Ayana, who was always an optimist and saying that she was going to find that certain somebody. And then, of course, uh, Zita, uh, first time uh, on the show. So thank you for that. And we got her rendition of what it feels to be the one in her husband's eyes that was episode 90 and that was pretty much an unofficial sequel to episodes uh 37 and 54 and a little bit of dash of uh 81 i believe but yeah so thank you uh ladies and gentlemen for that um and now we are back to business so this is married at first sight episode sorry Married at First Sight, Season 14, Episode 7. This is my decision day. So, you already know it's going to be Diesel. Alright, so let's get into it right now. Alright, so. So we're with uh, Katina and Olajuwon. So this is, when, this is when everybody is moving in in their apartments. You know, the honeymoon is over, so everybody's moving in. So we're with Katina and Olajuwon. So Olajuwon, you know, they both love the apartment. And, you know, Olajuwon, very hyper, you know, how he gets. And he's like, oh, man, yeah, look at the pets. I mean, look at the pets. Look at the pans and the pots. Oh, man, look at that. We have all the all this, you know, culinary equipment. And he's like, yo, man, now you really have no excuse. You know, when you're going to chop it up? You know, meaning... Like, you know, when you're going to chop the meat and all that stuff, meaning when are you going to cook? Because for him, again, he has stressed that he wants a wife who cooks for him. If not every day, every other day or whatever, because he feels that a woman is not a woman if they do not cook. Um, and Katina is very scared because she does not know how to cook. So, um, yeah. So it's, it's it's just very interesting, uh, that whole dynamic. Because again, it's like, again, it, it does seem extremely harsh that Elijah keeps pressing on this issue. But again, why is he not allowed to have his preference? Um, and why is he is he not allowed to say what he's saying? That, you know, if a woman cannot cook, then she is not a wife. Because we hear all the time what men lack. We, we hear all the time from women what men lack. And those lacking attributes make them not men. And we just accept that. We just accept whatever they say. You know, oh, a man has to be this. Oh, you can't do that. You ain't no man. You know, all, all this stuff. So why you know look at me how come no woman is accepting of my faults you know i can't you know i'm living with my parents i can't necessarily support you i can't support myself right now a woman and now if a woman says well you ain't no man okay you know it's up to me if i have to accept it but like other women are going to agree correct so why are we all of a sudden team katina was like, oh my god elijah is so mean how can he how can he say that well her not cooking is one of her flaws so how come he can't say that and have it be true you know what what, what what's the issue now again 
for me, yeah, that is bad because he keeps harping about it and we get it. But then we, we really need to break that down because we're automatically defensive or like we're, we're like, oh, man, you know, Lajuan is, you know, he's a meathead. He's toxic or whatever. But again, we let a lot of women talk shit about men, about the stuff that they lack or maybe the stuff that they can't get, which is arbitrary or superficial. Oh, he doesn't have um, he can't uh. He doesn't have a hundred, what is it? A six-figure salary? He ain't no man. We let a lot of women get that off. Why? Is he not a man if he doesn't have? So what about the, what, oh, well, I don't know how much garbage people make, but like, what about the garbage man? You know? What about, what about me? I'm, I'm not a man. If I don't make six figures. A lot of y'all, a lot of women get that off. And we just accept it as biblical. Like, mm-hmm, that's right, girl. If he ain't got that, he ain't no man. If he can't put me to sleep at night and fuck me all night, he ain't no man. So all those things are acceptable. But if Katina can't cook, oh, what you mean? She doesn't have to cook. There's McDonald's. There's Uber Eats. Blah, blah. All these excuses start coming up to defend Katina. Now, again, I am on Katina's side. I don't think that Olajuwon should be um, harboring so much, like, energy towards that, <laughs> that flaw. You know what I mean? If she can't cook, that doesn't mean she's less of a person. But the reason why I'm on that is on that team is because of me. Me too. I'm not less of a, I'm not less of a person, but everybody in society deems that i am so let's keep the same energy then <laughs> if that's the same thing let's keep the same energy that's all that i'm saying so um yeah so i yeah so i wrote here you know women want gender roles but they don't want to do it when it's their part so yeah elijah Wan, according to gender roles is doing his part He's a, he's he's gonna be a provider. He's mad diesel. He could probably throw it down. Well, of course he could throw it down because he got some. You know, Isaac got so much ass back in the day. So I know he could throw it down. So he's good on the stereotypical part, correct? So, ta-da! The woman's turn. Can you cook? No. <clears throat> Survey says no. So there you go. <laughs> You're you you already you already hit an X on the on the female gender role you know so that's kind of it's kind of wrong you know what i mean so i don't know what what's what's going on all right so we get to steven noy uh they come into the room i'm not not in you know they go into their own apartment and they love everything. Everything is all cool, and everything is all good. And she's, she, you know, she starts saying, "Of course, oh man, I forgot who else had this issue." But she starts saying that, you know, her dog sleeps with them, sleeps with her, I should say, on the bed. And he's like, "Hmm, okay, that's cool." He's like, "Well, you know that the 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 puppy is not going to be sleeping on the bed while I'm here." She's like, "Oh, well, you know, it's kind of hard for her to sleep because she's like right next to me." in you know uh, in, uh, in in my head uh, on my pillow it's like fam why do women always think that things will stay exactly the same when a dude either moves in or gets married like move your damn dog <laughs> like the reason why you got a dog is because your ass is lonely so now you have a man in your life a husband get that damn dog off the bed <laughs> he's taking the man's spot what do you mean? Like the free? Oh, oh well, the dog just has to stay there. No, he doesn't. <laughs> Get the dog a fucking bed. Put the dog in the bed. Case closed. Done. The fuck? <laughs> you know what I mean? You think I'm? You think I'm gonna get cock blocked by by a fucking dog? No. Get the hell out of here! It's so stupid. Move your damn dog. <laughs> I don't know. That shit gets to my nerves, yo. 
every time like somebody brings that up in a in a um in a matter of first sight um it's like no things have to change all right sorry like no no offense to the dog but there's no way a freaking dog is sleeping in between me and my wife i'm saying how about if i want to cuddle or whatever or if i want to you know get it down what i gotta move the dog during sex like come on fam move the dog that's it um so we're uh, chris and Alyssa, and chris of course is by himself and uh, apparently i guess he agreed well yeah he he always agreed that he was going to be moving in and Alyssa still had the uh audacity to think that it'd be like halftime because remember she uh made up that wonderful suggestion that they would uh split the apartment that that you know she would take the first half and he uh, she would take the first half and he would take the second and it's like uh what (laughs) um so yeah um yeah she's a bitch so i'm sorry that's all i could really say about her but yeah so um yeah chris yeah chris moves in by himself and he's just you know going day by day and i believe Alyssa's at her house so um just a very weird uh turn of events um i don't know it's it, it, I don't know what her game plan is. Is because she well again, I I mean I guess it's just that she just really wants to uh, be a part of this experiment. And it's very funny because somebody I forgot who I I don't remember if it was I think it was on a um I think it was on a comment that I was reading and the person said that Alyssa probably thought not not literally but like she she probably thinks that like this is like the Bachelor or like love island or or temptation island or one of those things where you kind of like the 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 point of the show is the experience whereas this show no you're married and you're seeing if you're going to go through with it or not you know the other things are an experiment because like she goes because she's like oh man you know i just want to you know i just want to stay here through the experience and all that stuff and it's like she keeps saying experience 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 experiment experience and yes it is an experiment and yes it is an experience but she's talking about the process as opposed to what is actually going on and what's going on is a marriage you know it's not like oh um i didn't make it to the end oh well you know like like survivor or bachelor or something and then like okay bye guys because to her, she's already made her decision at the beginning when, you know, he walked down the aisle. She was like, nope, don't like him. But OK, whatever. I'm still going to stay here through throughout the eight weeks and have fun with my girls and whatever. But everybody else is like, no, we're, we're here for our spouses to find our lover, to find our forever person, our, our best friend. This isn't a like a competition, like contest or something like that. And I believe that's Alyssa's mindset. Um, yeah, it, I don't know. It's so stupid. And, and 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 I remember it was I don't know if it was this episode or, or maybe a past episode or something where the mom was saying like, no, she, uh, Alyssa and her mother were speaking with each other. And Alyssa was like, oh, man, you know, I kind of really, I, I wish I wanted like a, I wish I could have got a cowboy, you know. And then the mom was like, yeah, I thought I thought a cowboy was going to come down the aisle, too. And I'm like, what the, f- what? Are you guys retarded? Like, you're in Boston. Like, what are you talking about? What freaking cowboy is in Boston? You know what I mean? I mean, sure, I guess statistically there might be you know cowboys in boston but it's not like this is the like the texas season you know where there might have would have been if there were even in the texas season there wasn't even that many cowboys probably not even one so what do you think that a freaking cowboy would be there in boston what are you talking about like stop it like right like because i completely forgot where they were because she would always wear her stupid cowboy hats I mean, yeah cowboy hat and cowboy boots I completely forgot that she is 
she's not even a fucking cowboy or cowgirl or whatever. She just likes the aesthetic, you know? So she just wanted this freaking Stetson man to walk down the aisle. Remember, what was it? Tall, tan, and scruffy beard? Yeah, so she wanted the Stetson man or the Marlboro man to walk down the aisle and um, whisk her off her feet. No, bitch, sorry. You know, like, snap, snap out of it. And snap, snap, in, snap into, you know, snap into a Slim Jim and snap into reality, all right? Um, you are not getting your cowboy. Sorry. So, um, I just really feel sorry for Chris because Chris is not a bad dude at all. But anyway, we go to uh, Jasmine and Michael. So, um, they move into their uh, own apartment. And, uh... Of course, they get to the conversation. Uh, Michael asks if uh, Jasmine has ever lived with a man. And she says yes. And her current uh, roommate is a man. I don't think he's gay. Um, and then uh, she goes, have you ever lived with a woman? And Michael goes, no, this is this is new territory for me. And she's like, all right, cool. Um, and Jasmine wants to not stay there overnight and really focus before she, you know, gets into her routine and Michael doesn't really like that. They think that it's not a good idea because, you know, to start separating and, you know, start separating so early in the, uh, so early in the, uh, experiment as, as it were, is not a good idea. And she's saying, no, it's not for space, but it's for like her, her dog, Fifi, I think her dog, what her dog's name is, or, or at least nickname is, and um, he's like, all right, you know, well, you know, when, when we see each other, I, I hope we're on the right foot. We get back on the right foot. And I think it's kind of both. I think Jasmine is kind of trying to run away because I don't think she's not really feeling him and using her dog as an excuse. Because I think Michael is right. Because in, in every other instance, when somebody takes a pause from the apartment, it it's it's a bad thing. You know, fuckface Johnny did it. Uh, stupid ass Zach did it. Um what's his name jeffy i mean kind of did it kind of he didn't i don't think he left the apartment but like he did not want to sleep with her in the same room so there's that um so like yeah doing that is yeah it's it's not good and also like what why do why do you need to go away from the person to focus and stuff like this is it you know i mean i can understand maybe going back home for a couple of hours because everything is overwhelming because you've just met this person and since meeting this person you have not stopped having a day with them so i can understand if you want to get away maybe go in the car for like a few you know drive around or something like that to be like all right you know whoa this is you know and reset like this is my this is going to be my life but now i don't think you need to spend the whole entire night um like overnight you know but i mean it it could have been semantics too it's just one night but i do get what michael's saying because you know he wants to have a strong foundation he doesn't want any uh chinks in the armor you know so it's a uh, date eight of marriage we're back to katina and Olajuwon, and um now this is the part this is the part of the show where or episode where the couples show each other their houses some seasons is very late some seasons is very early um so i guess this one is pretty early so uh Olajuwon is nervous about showing katina his house for whatever reason and um um but you know he he, he shows her it's kind of i don't know it, it does kind of look like somebody else's house that he uh inherited maybe like his mom or something like that and like the downstairs it was a makeshift you know with the uh with the uh uh gym equipment it's like okay this is an empty spot let's just freaking do it here you know what i mean <laughs> let's just put all the equipment here and then the television and all that good stuff so um she 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 he asks her to rate it she rates it an eight so he's like all right cool and then he's like well you know she would like to change the house and he's like whoa whoa whoa!" and she starts naming all this stuff and he's like whoa you know how much 
you know how much this would be because she's like you know she can kind of see her living in the house considering it is a house but she would definitely have to change it as to have like a feminine touch which i i agree so um yeah so so they do that now it's steven and noi um they they go to steve's house and he and it's, it's definitely a bachelor pad um he has like neon lights and nunchucks all around and you know he's like showing her the neon lights like oh this one this one turns blue this one turns red this one turns yellow and she's like yeah great and it's like yo whatever man like i mean i don't have any led lights but i have a friend who has like not led lights in his room but led lights uh um on his television so it's so cool because like uh the led lights shine the same color as the game he's playing so it's freaking so hot so like let's say i don't know let's say he's playing an underwater game or something and of course underwater is blue so like the lights will be off but like the 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 color of the games and the led lights of the blue will be illuminating on the wall behind him i mean behind behind the television and he's like showing me pictures and it's so freaking hot i was like oh my god like whenever i move out i'm doing that i don't give a fuck <laughs> i don't care i don't give a fuck what chick says that you know this shit's gonna look dope okay and of course man the led lights are good for fucking man you just put on the right light and you know you set the mood so i don't know why chicks are like so i don't know why chicks are get so bent out of shape because y'all be having that dumbass christmas lights above your uh huge ass uh headrest you know your headboard you know you'll you'll literally have like christmas lights um you know the white you know the white lights um you'll have those things and whatever we don't say anything we're just like oh we're in a woman's house i mean we're in a woman's bedroom all right we we go fuck <laughs> you know what i mean so there's that but she's like, yeah, I don't want any LED lights. <laughs> so it's just funny. So uh, we go back to Michael and Jasmine. Jasmine goes. Jasmine goes to Michael's house, and then you find out that Michael has two roommates, and um, both of them are women. And he fails to tell this to Jasmina, and Jasmina is pissed that he hid that. And he says that he didn't. But at the same time, she did ask him, like, point blank, have you ever lived with a woman? And he says no. And, and he keeps saying that, like, oh, he didn't catch her in a lie. He, she didn't catch him in a lie because, like, he keeps saying that, like, yo, you know, not that it wasn't the time to be brought up, but, like, there wasn't a time to bring that up or whatever. It's like, okay, you know, it never came up in conversation. But it totally did, like, and I'm trying to, again, I'm trying to, Michael, I don't know, Michael does a lot of semantics, because before, remember, the big one was him, him feeling that he got cut off, right, and then they play back the footage, and we can see that he was not cut off, but he feels that way, and it's another discussion to have, where I remember I, I was, I was on Instagram, and somebody who does not watch the show watch this clip and he was like okay it kind of doesn't matter what the footage shows because it's like if he's saying that he got cut off then he got cut off and i was like huh but then i was like oh wait a minute he might have a point because again a lot of women will say something that they feel and it might be contrary to the truth but that woman still feels what she feels. So why aren't we why aren't we allowing Michael to feel the same way too? Despite having the evidence. Cause we can have the evidence all day long, but the woman will still feel what she feels and we need and we go with that. We go with what she says. So again, why can't we why can't we also harbor to that um but uh but this one is weird because he loves doing semantics because 
okay, so technically and factually, he has lived with a woman before. And two of them, mind you, his roommates, he's lived with them. And I mean, and technically he's lived with, I think he's lived with his sisters too, post parents passing. But let's, but let's, let's not even put that because he, he was living at his home. So his childhood home. So let's take that off. The roommates. He's living with both of his roommates, which are women. I feel that he feels that it doesn't count because he's not romantic with any of the roommates. So to him, it's not the same as, oh, you living with a woman, you know, that who's who's like your other, not even necessarily wife, but like your other. And I'm like, and again, he hasn't said any of this stuff. I'm just speculating because why wouldn't he just say, oh, yeah, yeah, I live with um I lived with a woman before, you know. Actually, my roommates are uh, women. And I live with them because Jasmina even said that, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad that you live with women because I live with a man. It's just that I'm mad that you hid that information or you, you failed to tell me that information. And um, she's right, even though I don't like Jasmina, she's absolutely right in this situation. It's like, why did you omit that, omit that truth? <laughs> so to me I just feel that it's like okay he he thinks that okay I I'm not in a romantic situation with any of these women so it doesn't count but it's like okay fine you're not in a romantic situation with either roommate but what would be the difference in anything that a woman that you are romantically involved with and a woman you're not romantically involved with what's the difference in not living situation but how would they act in a living situation with a man you know because like what doesn't count to you like i mean obviously like the not having sex but okay that still doesn't mean anything like what for instance okay let's say what do 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 female roommates not leave their hair in the sink like do females not leave their feminine products everywhere like their uh maxi pads or you know the maxi tubes or whatever some shit you know what i mean like what what is the difference well why why doesn't why doesn't the female roommates count as living with women that's my thing that that is gonna boggle boggle me and i hope they ask him uh I hope, I, well, I hope the answer comes soon or Kevin Frazier on the reunion show asks him or maybe even Keisha Knight Pullum on the uh, the new unfiltered show, whatever, whatever it's called. I mean, I don't necessarily want to watch it, but I need to find out that answer because that answer is so weird. Oh, you know what? Maybe I will watch that just so I can find out what the hell his answer is. If he's on it, if he's on the show, I need to find out because that's so fucking weird <laughs> but anyway um so you know so he he kind of squashes the the beef or whatever not the beef but you know the thing and he's like but you know it'll be nice if, if it'll be nice to see if we can all can mesh together and she's like oh is that right and, <laughs> and he's like yeah and, you know, she gives this face of, like, a chick who, like, just loves to argue. You know what I'm saying? Like, this chick loves to argue, man. But nobody wants to believe it. But anyway. Uh, day nine of marriage. So, Lindsay's complaining that Mark, that Mark's current situation, and Mark, no. Lindsay is complaining about Mark's current behavior. Okay? Because he's still dealing with his roommate. I'm not roommate. Look at me. He's still he's still dealing with his landlord, um, and you know there's family complications and all that stuff. And I'm like, Lindsay, I get it. You just met this man, uh, and all this stuff. So you're still trying to get to know him. But as of right from this, right from this showing, um, his grandma. He says his grandma is seventy pounds. Um, his landlord is up his ass. 
and like you want him to act like he does at the honeymoon like life is happening to him so like yeah he he's gonna be a little irritated you know because i mean again yes we love you for volunteering your house that he can stay in for the time being but at the same time life is happening to him and he just needs to he's just he's just handling life you know what i mean so unless he's like smacking you up the face and i'm smacking you across the face and and whatever it's like yo let the man do what he needs to do oh yeah so yeah this is the part with the Alyssa thing so it was in this episode where you know her and her mom are talking about the cowboy thing and i'm and you know it says here in my notes like Alyssa, why would you expect a cowboy in boston you dumb fuck <laughs> and it's true though like what the fuck what are you talking about bro and um and she keeps harboring about how chris is very argumentative and, and all this stuff and it just seems like no um you don't know what it's like to argue with somebody because you probably got your way your whole life so when somebody comes up to you and objects what you say and and stands on their stance you're flustered and you're like wait what this this not supposed to happen i usually get my way you know so it's like come on fam what are you doing so um and then she starts laying out all the stuff that Chris is allegedly a part of or whatever. Because, you know, she went on through his Instagram and he put like, you know, defund the police, you know, very political stance. And she's like, you know how I love first responder, first responders and responders. What the hell was that? First responders. And she's like, oh, what are you going to do if... um?" something happens to your house you know what you're gonna call the police you can't call the police because you want to defund them and then we go back to where chris is talking to his best friend who's who is a cop <laughs> and she was like I, he was like yeah i would love to talk about my stance because you can't really there's no nuance on instagram so i would love to have a conversation with her about this subject matter because he's not like i hate the police and whatever his best friend is a cop but I'm pretty sure that he wants the money to be regulated in different ways as opposed to just the police where all that they were doing is like killing innocent people, <laughs> you know, so, but she doesn't want to believe in that. Um, and uh, the mo- her mom is saying, okay, what would you need from him to like change your answer? Even though she hasn't given an answer, but she's definitely given an, given him attitude. So I was like, okay, what would be the thing that you need from him? And she goes, oh, I would need trust, honesty, respect, and communication. Mind you, every one of those attributes, she has not given him. But now she wants to reciprocate it. Typical chick. You know, it's like, I want trust. You don't trust him. You You took somebody's words frankly i think it was actually the best friend who who kind of fucked it up for for him ironically um at the uh reception um about the whole you know he might sound condescending at first but he's just really trying to like teach you something and all that stuff and she took that to the head and was like oh my god he's gonna talk down to me that fucking asshole so there you go you trusted somebody else's words but not your own I mean, but not his own, you know, um, honesty, you have not been honest to him, <laughs> you know, you, you, you say to his face that he's okay, but then, you know, when you're behind the scenes or talking to producers, you say that he's disgusting, whatever, you hate his body, blah, 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 uh, respect, you, same, same shit, you, you have not given him any respect and communication, you have yet to tell him what is the issue. And why you don't like him specifically and then she says he has to prove and show you all those things for for you to for her to change her mind and it's like what how about you show me what it means to be a wife because for him he's done everything that he needs to do as a husband is that your dumbass can't handle it and you need to show and prove 
you know? Like you think you think he's ruining your uh vacation and stuff like that. You ruined his. What do you mean? So anyway, Pastor Cal's in the house. So he's doing the visiting. He's visiting all the couples just to see where they're at and where they're lacking in and, and where they need to go in their relationships, blah blah blah, yakity schmackity. Alright, so we get to uh, we have Jasmina and Michael, um, and they're already arguing and yelling because Jasmina is saying that Michael is very aggressive off camera. He's a different person off camera. He's very aggressive. He's very he yells and he's like, "Yo, I, I do not yell." Blah blah blah. And she's like, "Michael, we are not doing this right now. You are not. You you don't lie to me and all this stuff. You are not lying in front of the cameras. Blah blah blah. All this stuff. So, you know, um." You know, and you can just you can just tell you can see the picture. Like he, uh, he, he's trying to be calm because he's being accused of being an angry animal. And Jasmina has her arms folded, being very defensive, uh, ready to argue. Like I say, and Pastor Call, you know, he, the the master that he is. He calms them down and he says, like, listen, you know, when it when it gets to this point, when it gets to this point, when I'm not here, you need to Jasmine needs Jasmina needs to say to Michael that, hey, look, listen, I'm not your enemy, you know, and that will be like a trigger word for him to if he's doing what she's saying for him to slow down and be like, yo, you know what? You're right. You're not. I don't know why I'm wilding out. Let me let me calm down, you know, very good advice. Um, they go to uh, Elijah and Katina. Um, and unbeknownst to me, big shock that Elijah said that they have not been intimate. Uh, and I kind of believe him. <laughs> you know, this is very interesting. And um, she says when he doesn't want to pursue her, she feels not attractive. But he's saying, like, when he goes in, she pulls back, and she doesn't feel secure. So it's like, okay, which one is it? Like, what do you want me to do? So, and he also says, and he also tells Pastor Call, uh, Pastor Cal about, uh, you know, the cooking thing. And he's like, yo, you need to calm down on that, son. <laughs> you know, everything is, is going to come to fruition, man. You you should be all right. Um, But, you know, they're, they're, they're okay. So we get to Steve, Stephen Noy. Uh, Noy is not budging on three kids. She absolutely wants three kids. Uh, Steve is, um, he's not necessarily opposed to three kids, but he's like, listen, you know, how, how we know what, that we're even going to get to three kids? You might get to one kid and be like, nah, son, I'm good. Uh, but she says that, you know, her family, all her family has three kids and, you know, she wants to keep that tradition and it, it's always been that way and blah, blah, blah. Um, so, I mean, that's cute, <laughs> but, um, we'll, we'll see, we'll see how much you want three kids after your vagina tears, after the first one, you know, so, um, uh, but the, there is also a part where in here with Steve and he says that, uh, he has options because she, she's worried about the income because of course she wants kids. So he needs to have a job. So he says that, hey, you know, I have options. There's self-employment. Um, there's web design. There's local design. There's photography. I, I w- I've been doing all this freelance and stuff like that. But, you know, I I can abs- there are many ways to make money for me. And I will definitely, I can definitely get money. I can definitely get a job. And, yeah, he says, I will, I will always be able to make money. The, he, and he says the issue is getting back to his career that, you know, that t- to make that steady money. Right. And she goes, yeah, you know, um, all I hear, all I hear are these things. And, you know, you know, and when I heard that, it, it, it brought me back to the conversation that I had with Ayana and how she was talking about how, um, that when I was talking about my future, my writings and my podcasting and all that stuff, and 
how she was talking about like, oh, yeah, you know, that sounds like a game plan. That really sounds like a game plan. And I'm like, yeah, you think it's a game plan, but other women don't. And she's like, and she disagreed, but her husband, Stephen, did agree. I was like, no, like, there's a lot of women who don't care about the idea. They care about the execution and they want hard proof. So you often talk about not being in the right space, like professionally, your living situation. What are you doing exactly to get to that position? And when do you think that will be achieved? What I'm doing is one, this, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm doing podcasts. Also, like I've always, I've always had an inkling to be like writing or like a writer since I was like 19. And I've been doing that too. So since then I've been like writing things and whatever, but the last couple of years I've been seriously writing like two books, one personal book and one like professional book to like, you know, put out there. Well, both put out to the masses, but one, I feel like those, those three things will really like, you know, bring me to where I need to be now. Granted, maybe not necessarily in your eyes, but like in a woman's eyes are like, I, I didn't hear a game plan. Hold up. <laughs> I heard a game plan. <laughs> yes, you. Because you are a special type of woman where you can see potential in somebody. Like, you can see what they're trying to tell you and understand it and stuff like that. Other women are like, you just said a whole bunch of nonsense. I don't understand nothing. You just said, we are guys. We have been around women where mm-hmm. they're not trying to hear stuff like that. Where's yeah. the concrete plan like if they hear what he's saying it's like oh that's nice and then call me call me when that happens i have a career i have my own money but i want to live life with you and do life with you so now it's about what we both can bring to the table together Mm -hmm. it's not about what you can do for me it's Mm -hmm. about us like i want to have somebody i can chill with all the time and have a good time with all the time i want somebody i can laugh with and do things with you know so if you don't have the cream of the crop, whatever, I don't care because mm-hmm. I can take care of myself because mm-hmm. I've been taking care of myself for 35 years, you know, at that time. Mm-hmm. So what can we do together and put our stuff together in a pot and what can we do to support one another? Now, this is a man and this is it. This is exactly what what Noi just said is exactly what I experience. Okay, and Steve, although Steve is much more established than I am, um, and that's the thing. Steve is Steve is much more established. I'm sure he makes probably high high five figure, if not six figure salary, doing what he does, and you know he's comfortable with leaving his job for four months now. You know. Not getting steady money, but even though he, you know, he, 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 he's made himself so he can be an entrepreneur apparently and do freelancing and still be okay. He just wants to figure out if he just wants to get back into it, but he says that he can always be able to make money, but she's like, okay, yeah, that's cute. But, um, where's the steady money? Like, you know what I mean? Like she doesn't even care. She doesn't even care what he's saying. It's like, listen, I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be hungry for money. And she's like, yeah, but we need money. Like, are you listening to me? I'm not going to be hungry for money. Yeah, but we need money. Like, that that's the thing. So that's my thing. Like, it, like for me, it doesn't matter what my ideas are. If they're not executed, a woman doesn't care. She need, She needs proof, proof of concept. And I can't say I necessarily blame them because... I I can definitely understand that when they're trying to plan a future too, they need to see all the cards on the table. So I understand that, but still like the, the point is made like this man has options to, to generate money. And she's like, I don't care. (laughs) Yeah. I'm hearing all these good things, but you know, if you're not executing them, oh, well, so that's the thing. That's what I was trying to prove to Ayana, but, uh, she wasn't necessarily understanding, but there you go. But anyway, um, yeah, so we get to Chris and Alyssa. Um, and again, she keeps freaking talking about their 
semantic differences and she's like yeah you know i'm allergic to dogs and all that stuff and he and he has a dog i didn't know see they kept this a secret i didn't know that he had it well actually i shouldn't say they kept it a secret probably when they were filming the um uh matchmaking special that he, he did not have a dog because he had a lot of dog accessories and a huge dog cage but didn't have a dog so i was like are you wishing for a dog are you getting one so that never happened uh, but until but you know he was talking on the wedding that you know he finally got one so i was like okay so like she's allergic to dogs right fine great so then why is he why is she a dog rescuer that's her like her passion why would you do that if you're allergic to them do you want to die like why would you do that do, do you like rescue them and then like have like a special mask and then you're like okay you know get, get out of here you know, cause she, cause she has, it's funny, man. I'm telling you, man, the internet, they don't play. So they went to like her Instagram and they showed her, they showed like 16 pictures of her taking a picture with a dog. And it's like, okay, you're, you're not that bothered by a dog. If you have one and one, yeah, she even owns a dog and she's like, oh, well I'm used to him, blah, blah, blah. So she, so I'm not allergic to him. I'm not allergic to the dog. Fine. I understand that. But you can't not be allergic to every single dog that you rescue. Then you're not allergic then. <laughs> so what's going on? And, you know, uh, Pastor, Pastor Cal doesn't doesn't know what's going on. And Chris is like, yo, F this. I've been friendly all this time. I've done nothing, whatever. Guess what, bitches? This is my decision day, and I want a fucking divorce. He didn't say it like that. <laughs> but he said it in the nicest way possible. But I'm very glad that he was like, yo, I want a divorce. I'm good. I'm done, all right, and she was just shocked, because she was like, oh, well, you know, we could still probably, like, work this out, and he's like, nah, yo, I want a divorce, because this is, this is, this is, this is stupid, this is fruitless, you know what I mean, I'm not doing this, so good for him, good for Chris, you know, so that's, that's the end of the, that's the end of the episode for that, um, but I'm very, I'm very happy for him, kick this bitch off the, um, thing, well, well, actually, I don't know what they do, I mean, usually they, uh, uh, this uh, usually they'll ha still have the they'll still be filming the people up until the end but this is early man this is like what is this episode seven so like are they gonna continue filming these people until i don't know like episode 20 or something you know what i mean like that's crazy or they're just gonna just be off the show I'm, granted this is this is not the earliest this isn't the earliest um uh, decision day thing you know that happened the last time was season four during vacation during the honeymoon she that person was done it was heather and derek um and they pretty much filmed for the whole season but then again i think back then it was only three couples and so it wasn't that many that many episodes it was probably maybe 12 or 13 maybe i don't know in my head but now you know with the five couples they do like 20 ish so, I don't know if they're going to continue following these people because it's like, oh, for what? <laughs> you know, they're done. They're going to go back to their life and then that's it. So, I don't know. But it's very interesting. But anyway, yeah, that's the end of the episode for that. So, okay, all right. So, you know what it is. It is um, the Skin Deeps, the and self-edition card game. This is card 78. All right, so let's see what 78 has for me. All right. I missed these. I haven't done this in a while. All right, card 78. What has fueled me till now? And how does that hinder me from moving forward? Whoa, that's kind of like a tenet type of question. Um, what has fueled me till now? And how does that hinder me moving forward? Whoa, what has fueled me till now? I don't know. There's a lot of ways I can go with this because the one thing you know about like my job, my job, my 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 hope has fueled me till now to leave my job. But and how does that hinder me moving forward? Man, I don't know if I can. 
I don't know if I can answer this. What has fueled me till now? And how does that hinder me moving forward? Well, you know what? Hope. Yeah, hope. Hope has fueled me till now pertaining to my job. But it's also hindered me moving forward because hope is not execution. That's the thing. Me, I'm still hoping that miraculously I will find this other job. You know what I mean? And then I don't have to work to go get the other job you know what i mean even though i'm not opposed to working for it but like right now like i'm doing the podcast and stuff and like i need to do it but at the same time i could be taking the time to be like looking for jobs um because i want to leave so bad you know i'm done i'm done i'm done i'm done so hope hope is fueling me because i'm like you know you need to manifest so hoping is a part of manifesting you know you gotta you gotta send it out there send the message out there flash the message something's out there you know what i mean um but yeah hope hope is fueling me to leave but it's also hindering me because i feel that hope is going to just do it on its own and that's not good um i need execution i need uh physical tangible effort to move where I need to go. All right. That that's that's exactly what I need to do. But it's um it's hard. <laughs> it's hard right now because I, I have so many spinning plates. I mean I say it all the time. But I need to yeah, I need to I need to get on it, man. Cause like I I this year, twenty twenty two, I need to get out of my job. I need I need to need to I need to get another job and I need to get my ass in gear and get the life that I want. Okay. <sighs> Life starts this year. All right. Well, that's it. All right. So that's the end of the show. Thank you for listening to the Inquisitive Nobody podcast. You can find this podcast on multiple digital service providers such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, Listen Notes, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Vero at TINQ. P-O-D, that is at TinkPod. If you have any questions or topics you want me to discuss, you can email me at T-I-N-Q-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. That is TinkPodcast at gmail.com. And I'll read your suggestions on the next show. So, after today's episode, I'm not saying I have the dating world figured out, but I am getting closer to figuring out a way to love within it. Thank you for listening. My name is Martini Jean, and I am the Inquisitive Nobody.